Well, joining me as we unpack the day's market activity is Robert Tal from Assassin Securities. Thank you so much for your time, Rob. Now, quite a lot that is worrying markets at this point, including uh, the interest rate environment, but also the disappointing news that's still coming out of China. We did get uh, data coming out for industrial profits for the first eight months, declining uh, by more than 11% for the first eight months of the year. Of course, uh, as much as we did see a decline, that's a less contraction than we did see in the first um, uh, seven months of the year there where we saw a 15.5% drop. I mean, what can you say about China's economic recovery now, particularly as we are heading uh, to uh, year end at this point obviously it didn't recover like we thought it would after the COVID closure when it reopened there was maybe a month and a half where it spiked and then we started to see the realities of how difficult the environment is and the regulations but it looks like slowly they're starting to find some stability we've seen some stability in their housing market which is under a lot of pressure then on the industrial side although the numbers were down they they're not as weak as they have been and they look like they're starting to steady so you know, the Chinese are trying to put into place some regulations and some uh, some uh, cash flow into the system. And it looks like it's starting to stabilize. Yeah. I wouldn't say that uh, it's, uh, it's recovering just yet, but it looks like it's stabilizing. And maybe that sets the last, you know, one or two months of the year uh, on a better footing. Ah, all right. Well, let's uh, bring it down uh, back to the JSC where uh, some company news came out, including old mutual interim results. Uh, we did have there um, results from operations uh, increasing uh, 3%. There was an 8% hit in their headline earnings per share. But when you look at adjusted HEPs, that increased by uh, 21%. Investors did get a dividend though, um, but that share price barely moved. And I'm wondering what you made of those numbers. I think they were quite good. I think uh, against consensus, they actually beat most consensus in the market. Um, you know, they're a very big business, um, you know, with, uh, with, with huge amounts of, uh, of of cash and investments. And, it's, you know, it's a slow moving vehicle. Um, but I think that the numbers overall were quite good. Initially, the share jumped up quite nicely. But as we've had, you know, it's a week September and it was a weekday in the market. Again, those uh, initial moves that it made uh, today came back off virtually ended just up on the day. But at one stage, it was up about two and a half to three percent. Um, you know, all in all, I don't think they're bad set of results. And I think that, you know, they're trading on quite a big discount to their, 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 their embedded value and uh, their enterprise value as well. So a really big discount, about 36% discount. And at a bigger discount than a lot of the other uh, insurers trade at. So, you know, there is a chance of a re-rating going forward. And I think, you know, they're starting to get, uh, they're starting to look a little bit better. Uh, they're still losing uh, clients as Sunlum and Suntum saw on the lower end, people are needing cash and are, are handing in policies. Uh, but overall, not a bad set of numbers from Old Mutual. And, you know, the last two sets of numbers have been okay from Old Mutual. So, you know, if this continues, you're starting to see possibly a recovery and a re-rating of Old Mutual over the next year to 18 months. Uh, very, very interesting. And, of course, this is um, has been kind of a trend for the insurers as well, where for the last while they've basically been dubbed as unloved. So it's quite interesting that you mentioned that we might see a re-rating soon then. Uh, EPE Capital Partners, also known as Ethos Capital, uh, there with uh, unlisted investments, uh, came out with numbers today as well, their year-end results. 
um, saying that there was a marginal increase in their net asset value per share to 8 rand 56. But also quite interesting there, uh, the CEO bemoaning uh, government failures in terms of propping up the economy. Of course, we know that they need a robust economy for their investee companies to properly thrive. Uh, what's your sentiment on ethos at this point? Well, they own a lot of industrial companies in South Africa and they need GDP really to run well. Hmm. Uh, you know, they need the electricity. They can't keep putting, you know, all of the, uh, genera- their own generation in all the time. So a difficult uh, business model uh, at the moment for Ethos. As I say, a lot of manufacturing businesses uh, in, in, in their stable. Uh, net asset value, you know, according to their valuations, is around a, a, over 8 rand. So it's a 50% discount. So there again, you know, a lot of suffering companies, you know, they're looking cheap. It looks like there's value. But again, you know, is it a value trap? Because really what we need is, you know, interest rates to stabilize, possibly move down. And we need GDP growth. And we're just not getting that at the moment. So we need that GDP growth and we need ESCOM to stabilize. And then, yes, it's something to look at going forward. I think it's too early now to go into an investment holding company holding a lot of industrial uh, businesses like Ethos does. Ah. Well, something that I saw that was quite interesting as well today was Aspen uh, being one of the big gainers in the JC. We did see that uh, see that share price climbing by uh, over 3%. And I actually noticed that uh, an announcement was made. Um, of course, a formality that Cor- Coronation uh, Asset Managers had increased their stake in Aspen, uh, now accounting for 5.14%. Uh, you know, is that just in line with the growth that Aspen is seeing right now where investors are seeing value in terms of their earnings prospects? Yeah, the last set of earnings was out about two weeks ago were not fantastic, mm. uh, but they've had a few good contracts come through in the last few months uh, where they're going to be able to use their, their new facility um, and push through a lot of volume through that facility. Those so the potential for growth in Aspen is definitely there. They only start generating uh, new revenue in 2024. So I think people are starting to take, especially the bigger guys like Coronation, uh, where you've got uh, you know a lot of uh, uh, a huge book that you have to invest in. You can't just go in all at once. They start to go in quite early to these to these moves. So I think Aspen is showing that it's got a lot of potential growth in 2024, and especially 2025. And for the bigger players, they have to start to get in quite early. So Aspen's looking relatively good at this stage, but their earnings are only going to come through 2024, mid-24. So you know, for the retail investor, I think you can wait a few more earnings cycles. Maybe the bigger guys have to get in a little bit earlier. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get to your stock pick for today, Rob. What will it be? So I think uh, first round is still looking relatively good to me. Uh, you know, they're close to 80 Rand and after earnings and, you know, the sell-off that we've had, they're trading uh, in South Africa. We're trading down at about 63 to 64 Rand. I think there's 20% over the next year in first round. It's given you a 6% dividend. Uh, and, you know, they've been conservative on their lending. And if they do open the taps as interest rates settle, you know, they could get some growth out of that. So at these levels, 64 Rand. I think it's something you can buy and, uh, you know, look to do well over the next year and a half. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Robin, for your insights on what has been moving the markets today. That was Robert Tal from Assessment Securities.